millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, uh, welcome to the first, hopefully not the last, Curzon podcast. Uh, I'm Sam Howlett. Um, I'm Helen Seymour. Seymour. How are you, Helen? Helen Seymour, that's, that's what this would be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well. We're Good. reporting direct from Room. Yeah, the room yeah. we're in at the moment looks very much like Room in the film. It's so my flat. I'm part, part disturbed, worried I'm not going to get out, um, but we have an escape plan, I think, just in case. Yeah. Um, so just a little bit about ourselves, um, I work part-time in the, uh, Canterbury branch of the Curzon, uh, the cinema, um, where we saw the film yesterday. We did. I am trying to be a writer, that's what I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, so... links <laughs> no links to the Curzon. Apart from I very much like it as a venue, <laughs> and it is my number one choice for film viewing. Good. Okay, great. Um... So, just a bit about what we're planning to do with the podcast, really. We're going to pick one film each week and uh, review it. Yes, we and are. And that's pretty much simple as simple, simple as we can that. get. Yeah. Uh, we might talk about a couple of other films as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of films talk to, like, that link with Room. And, obviously, the Oscar nominations came out last week, last Monday. So, last Thursday, sorry. So, we'll talk about them because a Room is actually up for quite a few certainly is like big awards as well um so um let's get right to it shall we let's go let's go so helen did you like room yes i did sam <laughs> okay. did you like yes room? that's the end of the podcast thank you um. <laughs> see right um yeah thought it was cracking actually okay it's a good film yeah um i read the book right i was gonna before, say which ba- i guess we'll go into a bit more later yeah. on um so you hadn't read the book i had not read the book i had not idea what the film was about. You hadn't seen the trailer. Hadn't seen the trailer, hadn't seen any poster, any kind of sort of previous material. I hadn't even read a plot really. I knew that it was directed by Lenny Abramson Mm -hmm. who did Frank, which I loved. So that's probably the main reason because I saw this at the London Film Festival in November. That's quite a few months ago now. Before the yeah. Yeah. Before the film had any kind of word of mouth Mm. like that. So I went in completely cold. And I think, because I've seen it twice now, I saw it again with you yesterday in the Curzon. I think now that the best way to see this film is to go in cold. Agreed. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the film 
if you haven't seen the trailer. Because I'd actually we, say avoid the trailer. Yeah, we say don't see the trailer. The trailer, give the trailer because it's kind of a film of two halves, really, mm-hmm. isn't it? And the transition between the first half to the second half, for me, was a huge shock mm-hmm. and a huge surprise. And I think that the film really benefit for me, the film benefited from that shock yeah. and surprise. So I'd say don't see the trailer or see a poster. Well, obviously you can't avoid seeing a poster, but... Just close your eyes yeah, just walk from around. this moment <laughs> until you get into the film. Yeah, if you become dead, everyone yeah. just, just feel your way around <laughs> cities. And you'll be fine. Yeah, so but eventually we will say, okay, now we're going to talk about the film as if you have seen the trailer. Yes, we so are. So for the first five, ten minutes. We're just going to talk about kind of performances yeah, and in general the broad what strokes, we thought of yeah. So if you don't like seeing trailers or anything, you're good to listen for the first little bit. Should we talk about Brie? Let's talk about Brie. Brie Larson. Uh, should we do a slight overview of the plot very loosely? Yeah. So it's a film set in one room. Not too dissimilar from the room we're in now. It's, well, it has one window, a skylight. It, you don't really know what this room is for mm-hmm. quite a while. Mm-hmm. It's a mother and a son. Brie Larson plays... Well, she's credited as Ma. She's yeah. given the name Joy Newsom, but in the credits she's always Ma. Yeah. I guess that's because she's all everything's seen from the point of view of her son, Jack, played by Jacob, Jacob Tremblay. 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 Yes. Tremblay. So it's a real two hander. Yeah. It's real you know, these two are the main characters and the first most of the film is just these two in this room. Yeah. Uh, I think don't think we need to go any further. No, there I is, think that's fine. There is a third that... character that <clears throat> yeah. comes in quite a bit in the first half. Their yeah. their captor. It becomes quite clear quickly yeah, that they're, they're captive. So, Brie Larson. Just incredible, yeah, I think. outstanding performance. Really blown away by it, by her. Reminded me a bit of um, Michelle Williams in Blue Valentine. Yeah, I could see that. Um, just because in that, that, that is similar in it okay. has two halves to it. There's before yeah. and there's after. Yeah. And you can just see... You just see the strain on Michelle Williams' mm. face, and you can just feel it. And this yeah. is exactly the same. Absolutely, she looks just worn out, yeah, and tired, and not even stressed because she's just past stress. Yeah, she's just yeah. accepted that this the is situation. her life. She, she's stuck in this room with a five-year-old child. Yeah, she's been essentially tortured. Yeah, for seven years now by this guy that's kidnapped. She yeah. kidnapped when she was seventeen. Um, I just because Brie Larson had you. Heard of her before you saw this? Not really, no. Yeah, she was in a film called, um, I think it's called Short Term Five, where she's a, like a sort of works in a foster care home. Okay. Um, but she's also been in Community a couple of times. Oh, this is what and... is, I just missed that. And I oh, really? It's so good. It's so good, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, watched, I watched the first five series, and I'm sure it was about a month. See, I just inc- know insane. if I got my hands on it, I'd do the same. It'd be dangerous. Yeah. It'd be very dangerous, I think, for our, our social lives. <laughs> so she's a very, very attractive woman. And in this, they really tone that down in a sort of, not, I can't, they don't like make her grotesque or anything, but no. they make her, her hair's very flat and greasy. Her skin's very pale. You see her pasty. pores. Yeah, all her imperfections mm-hmm. are there. She, it's a very subtle makeup work for both of them, actually, because... Mm. Obviously, he's a child that's never left this room and has never seen sunlight, effectively. And he's very pale, but not it's not ridiculous. It's not over the top. No. It's something that I didn't really notice until seeing it again yesterday. Hmm. The sort of... Their skin pigment, they're very pale, but not like vampires or something where it could have been. Yeah. The way she talks to Jack is yeah. just so believable. Their relationship yeah. is just... You believe it straight from the off. Yeah, certainly. And there was a lot of stuff about... <clears throat> 
that they would have meet that they'd meet a couple of times before. Yeah. And they they got along really well. Like mm. they played like I remember I saw an interview with her where she talked about playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with him oh. when they first met and playing <laughs> Lego and stuff. And yeah, there's just certain scenes where you think that almost doesn't look like it's been filmed, uh, was supposed to be filmed. Like it's just two people talking to each other, not necessarily acting. Yeah. Which is absolutely makes the film what it is. I think their relationship. Completely agree. Also, they made a lot of the toys together that become right. oh, like the, um, the, the actual props um, in really. Egg Snake. Yeah, egg yeah. snake. The maze, the toilet, <laughs> toilet roll maze. Thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's already like the detail in room is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Like every because it's such a small space, but every there's little, there's like little eyes on the plug mm. that like a child okay. was drawn. Yeah, that's that's true. Actually, there's, nice little subtleties. Yeah, that, like a like a child because it is obviously a completely extreme alien situation, but you recognise a lot of it, I guess. From your own childhood, in a way, that sort of like the drawing, the eyes on the plug, just things that children do, and even in a situation like this, he's still a child that has fun and does silly things like the playing with the car when the car's attacking him. That was a really nice little moment that kids do in any situation. I think that's the sort of what's so great about it because what's true is that to Jack, that is just a normal, happy childhood. Yeah, that's life. He doesn't know mm. anything different. He has a really loving mum. She's make sure that they do exercise. She looks yeah. after him oh, in yeah, terms I love that of bit. health. Yeah. The track. This yeah. one. I mean this one. No, I that this one. one. Yeah. Yeah, I changed about this one. Yeah. Um so to him, everything's great. He, yeah. why why wouldn't it be? And that's sold really well. So well. Yeah. hundred percent convinced by their relationship. Should we talk about Jacob Tremblay? Yeah. Who's just <laughs> the most incredible child actor I think I've ever seen. And I that, agree. That's the phrase that people use a lot. Oh, the child actor was amazing. But genuinely here, it's one of the best child actor performances I've ever seen. It's absolutely outstanding. You just completely believe him yeah. to be Jack. And... Yeah. Someone described him as like a little fireball, mm. which is perfect because he is. And he, he shouts and screams, but he's so like confident and... Just you can't you can't look away from him when he's doing something on screen. Yeah, and he looks so comfortable in the room. Yeah, it's so real the way he moves around, jumping the on the furniture, jumps of what the, little furniture there is. Yeah, yeah, on the bed in the bath. Yeah, like, and he's always in his underwear. Yeah, like like a kid, like yeah. a child. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he does live there, um, which is slightly worrying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so really, and the two of them together, it's just. Yeah. An, it's almost worth seeing just, just to see them two. on screen yeah, together. That's absolutely true. I mean, I think at its heart, it's a, a film about a mother-son relationship, really. Absolutely. More than anything else. And it, I was completely sold. I think, for me, it was an incredibly moving film. Mm. I cried a couple of times, actually, I have to admit. And it wouldn't, I wouldn't have nearly had that reaction to it if they weren't so good together and so convincing as a mother and son. You have to believe them, yeah. otherwise it doesn't work. Doesn't, yeah. I think, well, she's really well cast in terms of her age. Yeah. Because, well, was, did you see Joy recently with Jennifer Lawrence? No. Which is a film I liked, but the main a lot of people criticise it for she's way too young to be in that role. Okay. She plays like a divorced mother with kids. Oh. And she's about 24. Yeah. And looks 24. Whereas here you have, finally, an actress playing her actual age, which is rarely done in Hollywood now. Exactly. 
And like we said, she looks really like a woman who's been in a room yeah. for seven years. But still looks like a young 20-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. And the way she acts as well, she acts like she... I mean, she obviously she is a good mother given the circumstances, but she still... she They call it her gone days where she just sort of spends the whole day in bed. Mm. And I guess that's because she was taken from her the world she knew when she was 17. So she still part, acts like a 17-year-old sometimes. Yeah, and that you can definitely see yeah. that. When she has her temper, she loses yeah. her temper with Jack. Yeah. yeah. She's nominated for Best Actress for the Oscars this year. I think she should win. She's up against Kate Blanchett for Carol, Jennifer Lawrence for Joy, Charlotte Rampling for 45 Years, and Saoirse Ronan for Brooklyn. Yeah, sure. Get that I, easy. She won the Golden Globes. I think she's absolutely the favourite at I this stage. So. I can't see anyone else beating her. She obviously deserves to win as well, 100%. I can't see anyone else getting it this year, which is really nice. The strange thing about the film, though, is that it's... I read that it's the, the lowest grossing Best Picture nominee for about 25 years, which is quite... I wonder what that means in the real world. So... Long <laughs> <laughs> term, sorry. Well, that... I think from working in the cinema, because The Revenant's been pretty much sold out nearly yeah. every showing. Okay, yeah. And well, partly it's up against The Revenant, which Leonardo, the power of Leonardo DiCaprio shines through once again. And when people come up and I say, oh, no, I saw Revenant sold out, they say, oh, what's that? What else is on? And I'll go, oh, Room's out which is an amazing film, and I describe the plot to them, the moment you mention the words kidnapped or rape or something like that, they go, oh, no. So I think it's just the subject matter is so off-putting for a lot of people. Despite the fact it's not... I mean, it's very, it's quite emotionally tough, but you don't, you don't see anything. Well, this is something that Mark Kermode talked about in his review right. of Room, that he, the first time he watched it, he was just so worried about mm. what it was going to be. Yeah. And he was... He he loved it. He gave it like he's, five stars. Yeah, didn't he, the Guardian, yeah. yeah. Um, he said that what's so great about it is that you don't see anything th- that side yeah. of things, and it it doesn't fetish fetishize. No, it could have easily done that. Yeah, the whole idea of a woman being captive. Yeah, you don't see that at all. And when things are happening, you know things are happening, but but only from the sound. Yeah. Exactly. And Jack, the whole film is completely from the point of view of Jack. Mm. And he even has a voiceover. Mm. So it's his, you'll see everything sort of through his eyes. And a child wouldn't associate what's going on outside the wardrobe he's put in when, when old Nick comes to the room. Yeah. He wouldn't know what that is. And so the audio, I mean, there's sort of an assumption from the director that we know. Yeah. But we don't need to see it, which I think's really a smart move. And you only see her being a tired mum. Like, yeah, exactly. Y- you don't see her in... any. F- she, you don't see her be tortured or no. abused. Well, kind of. There is a slight, a little bit of a, a scuffle, yeah. but nothing too extreme. So it's not... Because I think it's been put down as like a drama thriller as well, which yeah. I don't think helps. Because no, I when think you see thriller mis- and yeah. kidnap, you, you think, think oh, it's, it's going to be, be like... Oh well, God, usually those things room. are sort of from the point of view of the police as well. Yeah. And it's all about the hunt to find her, whereas this yeah. is... this is not... not be for, yeah, this is all her and the kid. You Because you've read the book, you were saying yeah. the book goes a bit darker. Yeah. So, in as much as I think it's brilliant that they don't um, make it a thriller that's um, looking at her being captive and makes it uncomfortable to watch Mm -hmm. there are some key they're not even key moments actually but they're just moments in the book 
that are left out of the film. Okay. Which I think is a shame. Okay. And I think the film is poorer for not having them in. There's things that are alluded to. Mm-hmm. Um, so in there's the rug in room. There's a big stain on it. Right. Which I only noticed because I knew. Because you read the book. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that, I don't think I'll say because maybe you want to read the book, but that is explained okay. in the book. And it's like there's a dark reason why. Okay. There's a stain on the rug. Again, the book is all from Jack's point of view, and it's... Is it first-person narration? It's first-person, so I have the book here. Love Knows No Boundaries is that's, the tagline that's on the book. It's not great tagline, <laughs> is it? That doesn't really explain the film at all. So the book starts with, Today I'm five, I was four, four last night going to sleep in wardrobe, but when I wake up in bed in the dark, I'm changed to five. Abracadabra. So... It's very much his, Mm -hmm. it's all from his perspective. But there are things that his mum tells him that we, as an older reader, can make sense of. Okay, so there is still this kind of assumption that you'll understand, even though it's not said. Yeah. So there's a nice sort of restraint. Yeah. Okay. But it's left out. There's a particular bit that I want to talk about, but... We'll talk about the bit later on? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, I just wanted to say another thing that... um, did the film to you kind of feel a bit like a fairy tale in Ooh. a bizarre way? Yeah, other people have said that I as kind well. of got that vibe, yeah. yeah. The whole, the fact, because like fairy tales are very often very dark. Yeah, like, like Grimm, Grandmother's been Grimm. eaten, yeah. witches being burned alive, but yeah. they're still told through a child, through a child's eyes essentially. And the same thing with this, where it's an incredibly dark subject matter that's got this kind of light to it, um, because it's through a child's eyes and in the eyes of innocence. And he sort of, you know, kind of, they, they use Alice in Wonderland in mm. the film, in the book as well, maybe, as a kind of uh, sort of a mirror to their situation where she's fallen down the rabbit hole. And I guess Jack, too, talk about it a bit later on, that he goes on a sort of a, almost a film as an adventure. Yeah. So it is like a fairy tale for him. Like a Brothers Grimm fairy tale. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. The, so it's been nominated for Best Film. I don't think it will win because it's up against Spotlight, which is the favourite. Which we'll probably review in a couple of weeks. It does look very good. I haven't it seen it. It looks very yet. good, yeah. And uh, the Revenant as well is potentially going to win, which I might talk if we because we we did say that we're only going to do one film a week, but the Revenant came out on Friday as well. Yeah. So maybe we'll discuss it a little bit. At the I haven't end. seen it, but I can it. pretend yeah. that I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's terrible. I hate it. I hate Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, also, the director's nominated for best director, which is a, that was quite a surprise. What, in For room? People, yeah, in... Lenny Abramson has been nominated. Oh, that's good. It's very, yeah, it's funny because it's not really... Because when you see something like Mad Max Fury Road or The Revenant, both films have their directors nominated. And you can really think, yes, that's a proper sort of director's film. You can see their style. It's very um, eclectic. Whereas this is quite conventional filmmaking. Mm-hmm. But I guess the subject matter deserves... Conven- if, if he was going completely stylized. That would not serve the subject matter very well. Yeah, and I think because there's so many different ways you could go with this subject matter, yeah. the fact that he just kept it conventional yeah. is actually... Showed some restraint. Yeah. Yeah, really helped. Because I'd heard that the book was one of these unfilmable books. Did you get that impression from reading it? or could... I was really surprised they were going to make it into the okay. film, just because you the reveal is much slower in the book, because it's okay. all from a five-year-old's 
perspective. So it takes quite a while for you to realise what the situation yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. Whereas in the film, you get it from the first from, scene. From the first, yeah. That they're in a room. Yeah. Room that's re- you don't even get that from the... I guess that's quite hard to convey in the, in a book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is How is the... Is it a good book, do you think? Yeah, it's one of the best books I've ever read. Wow. Okay. She, uh, Emma, Genuinely. Emma Donoghue, she adapted it. Yeah. For, she did the uh, the screenplay. She did a very good job like, in, in adapting her own work because that sometimes doesn't work too well. Because you're too close to you're it. too close to it, yeah. You want to put everything in, which doesn't work. I mean, obviously she's left things out, so she has shown some awareness. That... I think she was a bit... I think she left a little bit too much out. Okay. But again... We can talk about. Yeah. Shall we, we, we t- say if you've seen the trailer? Yeah, so, so we'll if, say the big thing. So if you if you haven't seen the trailer and don't want to stop now. Yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay. They get out. They escape. Woo! <laughs> 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 I've been holding that one in for a while. I know. Um, I could not believe it when I first saw it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I generally thought, because the film's called Room, I thought it was going to be these kind of, not experimental, but a kind of, that's its selling point. Mm. That it's all set in one room. and Because I like, you know, kind of like Reservoir Dogs. Which yeah. Pretty much all set in this warehouse. Yeah. Or there's a film called Exam, which is all set in one room. Okay. So I was kind of thinking, oh, it's going to be something like that, where it's all about how interesting that they can set a film in one room. And then, so the escape plan happens where Jack goes first in the truck. He jumps out. So what did you think when she, because she originally suggests. Well, the first plan where he pretends to be sick. Yeah. So this is how they try to escape from the room. They try to trick their captor into thinking that mm. Jack is sick and needs to go to hospital and the plan is then to give the doctor a note. And then that doesn't pan out. Yeah. I thought, okay, there's going to be a couple of attempts. We're going to see quite a few. The rest of the film, or this middle part of the film, is going to be attempt after attempt, fail mm. attempt. And I did sort of think, oh, not really sure how much I want to see this. Mm. You know, just things where you know they're not going to work and it's just a bit of a waste of time yeah okay here we go and then when he plays dead and nick takes him and he's in the truck i was like i mean even then i was like wow this is this is completely not what i was thinking this (laughs) film would be that they get out he's out and then when he he runs off and he old nick grabs him Mm. oh yeah okay so i'm right he's going back but he lets him go because he sort of i guess he panics when this other guy and his dog i was like and then the police turn up. Like, wow. Okay, right. And then they they find the house. There's police sirens there, and Jack is in the car, and he's banging. He's going ma ma, 
and it's quite a while. And I was really upset. <laughs> <laughs> like, even when I saw it again yesterday, and I knew what happened, but I was still like, this is really horrible. Mm. Like, just because I thought, oh, God, he's... He, I, old Nick has gone back and killed her and run off, or something like that. And I was like, I can't, I can't deal with this. <laughs> this but that's is horrible. that's not what happened. That's not what happened. She eventually emerges. Yeah. And it's fine. But... And then there's a whole next bit of but the film. A whole, but see, the, one of the most interesting lines in the film... Is when so they're in the police car. They're safe. They've escaped. He says to her, "I want to go to bed," mm-hmm. and she says, "Yeah, we'll go to bed in a bit." And he says, "No, I want to go to bed in room." That was the most interesting point. Where I was like, "Ah, this is something you'd never see." Absolutely. And I think the second half is the better film. Thought about Science of the Lambs, where mm-hmm. uh, Catherine is trapped in the well, yeah. sort of a Buffalo Bill's pit, and she escapes and it's fine. But I thought, no, there is this thing of sort of not survivor's guilt but a kind of they're going to be traumatized well it's that thing of a traumatic experience can end but it still lives in your head exactly yeah and this film really shows it more than any film i think i've ever seen the sort of the burden of trauma but also how mundane it is like yeah in terms of they escape but it's not like if you think about something like captain phillips where he's towards the end of that film he's trapped yeah and he gets out and there's that's a huge thing like there's sirens going off like the music yeah. there's blood it's like yeah and then he's out and that's kind of the end of the that's film the you, of the you film. do see a bit of his initial shock and yeah when he's shaking and yeah it's not my blood that scene yeah. yeah but basically that's the end of the film he's and most out. films and most films yeah. that involve some sort of kidnapping or someone trapped by a villain you know, it's usually the villain's killed or or taken into custody. People escape, happy ending, the end of the film. And I've never seen very rarely a film that shows how painful the aftermath of that can be. And there's one bit in particular where she's just lying on the sofa and looks just completely bored. Mm. And is you know she's thinking, what am I going to do with my life now? Of course. What what am I doing? How can I move on? Kind of thing. And Jack is still, I want to go back to room, because that is his home. That's, it's like when any child moves at the age of five, they'll, I want to go back to my old home. Yeah, and, and in room, here. it's just him and Ma, yeah. and now he's got All other, people other people that he needs grandma. to deal with. Yeah. It, in a way, it reminded me a bit of boyhood. Yeah. Just in terms yeah. of boyhood is about, life is just moment, and then moment, yeah, and then moment. Absolutely. And stuff happens, but yeah. it's just... and. It is a bit like that in this because it's kind of like life. A lot of the time, is just moving from one room to another yeah. room. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and in that situation, a huge trauma has happened. Yeah. But the big hooray, we're safe. It's just being in another room. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And which I thought was really clever. Yeah, this this is the cleverest part of the film, I think. Yeah. In that their life, I mean, it's, it's different, but she's not happy. She she says I should be happy, I should be thrilled, but I'm not. Um, and the sort of the fact that everyone expects her to be is more of a burden for her because then she guess, feels guilty for not feeling happy and not feeling grateful for being out alive. Tim Roby or Robbie in the Telegraph said that it could be seen as a metaphor for depression or something, yeah. which I thought well, like being this feeling of being trapped. Yeah, yeah, but in the idea of and also everyone else. Like her mother, Jack's grandmother, mm. is kind of like, you were back home. Like, yeah, you should you be think? happy. There's nothing to be. Yeah, nothing to be but sad in about her anymore. head, 
she can't there's escape this, this chaos feeling. happening. Yeah. Um, I don't think the film is a metaphor for depression. No. But I, I think it shows depression. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it shows yeah. it in a really real way of just yeah. everything looks fine. But, but inside, inside it's she's not. still in room. Yeah. And yeah. I thought, what did you think of the, um, so the supporting characters in the film? So, yeah, so Joan there's... Allen as the, uh, her mother, the grandma. Mm-hmm. And William H. William H. Macy as her dad. And Leo. Um, I think it's Tom McCamus, I think his okay. name is. But yeah, Leo. How are they for you? Were they, because the film essentially is these, uh, Martin Jack. Did you yeah. feel like they, not intruding, but a little bit, like you didn't really want to see them, you just wanted to concentrate on Martin Jack at all? Well, I was really interested in how her parents, I was interested in her parents' reaction to her mm. being back. Yes. I thought um, William H. Macy's He's got a particularly interesting yeah. development, actually. He's not in it for very long. No, but, but he... That, his last scene is... Yeah. That, for me, again, was something I didn't expect, and I was, that's a really interesting little moment. And um, which I don't think we should talk about. No, because that's a nice surprise. Yeah. Let's refrain from that one, but... But that's... I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think it... And when it's the... Um, Mum and Ma and Jack, so the grandma, yeah. in the house. That, I thought you really could see how she kind of stopped and she was 17 again. Because mm. there's a bit where she's on the sofa and she's like, Ma! Yeah. And then she has a sort of, not a tantrum, but yeah. they have this sort of a mother-daughter squabble. Yeah. Which happens with a 17-year-old all the time. Yeah. And her room, her bedroom, is exactly the it's same. Kept. There's a, a white stripes poster and pictures of her as a cheerleader, or a netball player, sorry. Yeah. And sort of photo albums and that. For, you know, a typical teenage girl's room, which she's now back in. So for her, she's back to being 17. But there is still this child in her life that she needs to look so after. So she can't avoid... Like, that's the best thing that's happened. Yeah. But he's the connection between yeah. her and old Nick exactly. as well. Exactly. A physical connection. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a great bit where she's looking at the photos and she's telling Jack about who her friends are. What happened to these? Yeah. Nothing. They live their lives. And then yeah. that's it. Yeah. And it's just shows that yeah. perspective of depression where yeah. it's just like why me well, kind got, of thing yeah and kind of yeah. like well I got out and now I'm just here now and I'm back here yeah back where you started mm. yeah absolutely um, the main thing that was different from the book for me was the escape bit mm-hmm. um, the escape bit's a lot darker in the book okay so uh, I'm going to talk about this, so if you're reading the book, don't listen for two minutes. Um, so he, he pretends that Jack's sick. Right. That's all the same with the hot cloth and the fever. The vomit. Yeah, the vomit, yeah, that's, that's all the same, it's horrible. <laughs> but then mm. she she makes him not wash. Right, okay. So in the film... They bath, have a bath every night. His yeah. hair's all clean again yeah. when he's acting dead. In this one, there's more sick okay. throughout the day because she's like, we need to pretend that it's got to be like right. a, you're dead. Yeah. Um, and you're going to have to smell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, smell like a corpse. So that's really dark. And that wasn't in the film at all, which I did miss. Okay. Just because I think it would have been good to see the absolute length... That she's going through to that, get out of here. Yeah. yeah. And I think... 
it would have maybe been a bit more believable. Yeah. I don't know how you felt about how believable it was that he didn't look. I thought that a bit. Did you? Seeing it again, especially. There's a, there was, you know, there's a couple of bits and seeing it a second time that I thought, that's not 100%. Like, yeah, him just saying, okay, I'll, I'll, I won't look at him. Mm. Or, because oh, she says, promise me you'll take him where there's trees mm. like, far away. I thought, old, I don't think old Nick would care. Mm. Unless, I don't know. Unless he's sort of in a weird way in love with her by this point. Yeah. I thought maybe that, but I thought he would just do something just quick. And <laughs> as well, if I saw someone carrying a rolled up <laughs> rug and putting it in the back of their open truck, yeah. I would think, well, that's a body. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, I mean, obviously it has to happen that way. Yeah. And also I thought the way that he sort of, the police work out by the house is because he said, oh, we the returns I thought that's, that's a little, a little bit, bit far yeah but, I even thought that in the book it's yeah. exactly the same in the book yeah. I, thought, okay, I mean wow. it's it's not a major problem at all no it's just a slight little niggle I thought that that could have been maybe handled slightly better yeah because in the book as well he's in the rug for a long time yeah whereas in the film she's like quickly rolls him up when he's getting through the door yeah and I thought that was all too quick okay for me yeah I guess um, there is an element of time as well of in these things, yeah. Did so? Do you think with the whole make it darker thing? Mm. Would you have? Because I think it's a fifteen certificate. Would you have gone so far as to make it an eighteen? Do you think just to give it that the, the level of darkness that it maybe deserves? Because it is a, a horrible subject matter that is actually done quite not lightly, but lighter than you expect. I think I maybe would. Okay. I wouldn't want any more. I wouldn't want to see any see anything of, of physical. The, yeah. Of the um, sort of abuse. Mm-hmm. I think that was handled really well. Yeah. It, they don't give old Nick a lot of screen time, which I think is great. Absolutely. Like, That's what I was thinking. He shouldn't. As well. He's get often that. seen from an obscured view. Yeah. Um, and it's not that thing of like, oh, the evil man with yeah. the woman in the shed. Just, like, just it's goes, not that yeah. at all. But He's I barely would. A character. Yeah. yeah. I would have gone. Okay. Dark, especially talking about a bit about because um, in the book, it's revealed that. Um... Should we should we go completely spoiler now? Yeah. Just okay. Spoiler. So if you count. haven't seen the film, haven't um, read the book. Or haven't read the book, you can stop listening now, uh, and then come back, and just see what we said about the ending. Yeah. And sort of third act developments. Yeah. So she's had a stillbirth before. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Which is quite a that's big... That's wow. That yeah. changes the film a lot. If Doesn't it? Yeah. In the room, she had a stillbirth. Yeah, which is what the rug stain uh, is. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. And you said you said yesterday as well when they get out, they go to an apartment instead of going yeah, back so home. Yeah, so they go to the hospital mm-hmm. um, and then she stays in the hospital for a lot longer and there's Jack gets a cold and there's right. a lot more about how he's not... His they vi- touch on that a bit. They make yeah. him wear a mask and say, "Oh, you can't be near the dog." And yeah, he has to wear it's done very quickly. Yeah, um, it's just dropped in. And his balance is all off, so he can't okay. walk properly because he can't perceive space. Oh, that's really which interesting. I would have liked to have seen yeah, more that would have been of a bit in the nicer. film. I mean, there is the one bit where he can't walk down the stairs properly, but it's done so it's quick. It's just literally. And then the yeah, next scene, he can it. go up the stairs. Yeah. So I would have liked to see more of that. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so, just talking about then sort of the way the film progresses. Mm-hmm. So when she attempts to kill herself, does mm-hmm. that happens in the book? I assume. Yeah, a different way. Yeah. But yeah. See, I kind of not liked it, but it was nice to have 
him away from her for a while. I think yes. that really serves the film because there's all these nice moments between Jack and Leo and the grandma. Yeah. Which were little moments when he first meets the dog was a really nice little scene. And when the grandma cuts his hair. Lovely to scene. Give, to give his mother his strong. Yeah. Um, I also, both times I've seen it, I really liked the scene where um, Jack's on top of the stairs and Leo's like, what am, who am I going to talk to? Sort of just yeah. pretending he's not there. Who am I going to have breakfast with? And just has breakfast with him for the first time. Because Leo's character, compared with William H. Macy's character, is an interesting dynamic. It's just the complete opposite. Yeah. Um, Should we, we talk, talk about, about William yeah. H. Macy? Yeah. yeah. So he can't look at Jack. He can't acknowledge that this boy exists because he's the complete reminder of what he let happen. That's it for him. Mm. It's a sort of guilt. It's just a reminder of what happened to his daughter for seven years. And this is the result of it. And he can't accept that, which is completely believable. So believable. Yeah. And he just, he leaves. And he just can't, you can see in every scene, he's just looking, he can't make yeah. eye contact. And it's an amazing yeah. five minutes yeah. of performance. <laughs> like, but it's so good. But even when we first meet him, there's this kind of anger. Like he's yeah. angry about the press, about the lawyers. Oh, he comes in, oh, bloody lawyers doing all yeah. this. And so he's not... Than that, Leo's very. I mean, Leo obviously isn't her dad and isn't is slightly removed from the situation. But he's, so to him, Jack's just a kid. Yeah, yeah. But William H Macy was, and he never comes back, which was good because yeah. I was worried he'd turn up at the end and they'd hug like, and it would be, oh, I'm sorry, I accept you. Yeah, yeah. Nope, never comes back into it. Does that is that the same in the book? Um, that's a good question. Okay. I can't remember now. He definitely can't look at. Jack, I okay. think maybe it's just left that he doesn't come to visit very often. Okay. So I, like, I, I kind of like it that he never comes yeah, back again. I think that is what would happen. And yeah, it's interesting that the they are divorced as well. Yeah. That was quite a nice little thing that's really... Because I think couples, when they lose a child, often divorce because they just remind each other of the child. Mm. So that was a nice little moment. Okay, so we've pretty much solidly covered that. Is Any, that everything? I think so. Is there anything else you want to... I want to add. Oh, what do you think of the voiceover? There's a voiceover that comes in every now and again. It really... Usually I don't like voiceover. I'm very... I didn't like it. Did you not? Oh, did you not? Yeah. I really liked it. Okay. Because the way he describes things, like the fact that it's called Room rather than The Room. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously there is another film called The Room. So that's partly why, but just he sort of of child speak. He calls things Room Mm. instead of The Room. Oh, I I sleep in wardrobe instead of I sleep in the wardrobe. I thought those were really nice touches. And I think it was a really nice way to, A, um, sort of form the film into the sort of fairy tale type mm-hmm. uh, story. And also just a good way of exposition, of mm. getting across the situation quickly. Because mm. I think it will work in the book, the sort of slow build. But I think in this a two-hour film, you want to get there quicker. For sure. And I think the voiceover helps that a lot. Okay. Um, but... Generally, voiceovers I'm not a fan of. Mm. I think something like like Joy has a voiceover that is quite annoying. Okay. Um, yeah, so you're not a fan of the voiceover? Well, I think, again, because of... I think this is actually a film for people who... I think it works best if you, you haven't, haven't read, the, read book. the book. Yeah, Because so. when he did the voiceover, I was like, well, he's reading from the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny in... Um, Book adaptations that yeah. the voiceover is just the sort of narrative bits, yeah, bits from the book. That is a bit funny, yeah. Um, so it kind of took me out of it a bit. Yeah, okay. Um, 
love it that uh, Jack is sitting there with this copy of the book. Yeah. Um, love knows no boundaries. So what, what... a tagline. <laughs> <laughs> what would you give the film then if you're gonna? So should we do a star rating system? Do you want to? Yeah, let's I mean, stars. I'm gonna give it four out of five. Four out of five. I can't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go five. I think. Go for it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be brave on our first. I mean, it's probably it'd probably be nicer our first one for us to have a bit more debate. But we've both just said we liked it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'd give it five because even on seeing it again, there's just this really just powerful emotional reaction I had to it mm. both times and. Films don't normally do that, I think. Like when I mean, The Revenant is an amazing film in terms of spectacle and as a, almost an art film, and the way it looks and the sort of intensity. But this film, for me, was a real. I mean, our manager at the Curls and Katie just said it tore her apart. Room. It's and incredible really, that it does that with no high drama. Yeah, exactly. It's not particularly sentimental or overtly. I'd never felt like I was being manipulated by the film. Like sometimes mm. you yes. do with these kind of That's emotional films. Point. I never thought that it was trying to make me cry. That's such a good point. It just point. was all very natural, I thought. Um, and I guess with this story, it's almost it's sort of almost unavoidable. But yeah, there wasn't there wasn't I can't really fault it on much. So I think I have to give it five. Yeah. Um, go for it. So there we go. <laughs> That's the end of the first Curzon podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Um, uh, so it's goodbye from Helen goodbye Goodbye, and it's goodbye from me next week we'll probably be reviewing The Big Short the Christian Bale, Steve Carell and Brad Pitt film which is the major film out next week at the Curzon sure thing. so we'll be back here in room next week thank you for listening Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.